to Evolve Mind, Body, and Soul podcast, where we are mindful on our journey, living in our purpose with an appetite for success. I'm your host, Shakoma. I have a special guest with me in the building, Terry Dumford. Hey, 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 how you doing? I'm doing amazing. How are you, hon? All is well, all is well. Awesome, awesome. Terry, tell us what you got going on with yourself. You got so much going on. Just give, just to give the guests some, some brief information about what you got going on. I mean, you know, I like to consider myself a community activist. Um, since the last time we spoke, um, I was appointed the president of my local chapter of the NAACP. And then um, I also self-published a book. So in the last 30 days, we've been really busy. We've been out here grinding. I love it, yeah. I love it. The book is called Sagas of the Pharaoh, King's Chain, for sure. Co-authored that with uh, a guy named Cordell Coleman. So. Uh, also, side note, my son did a cover art on that book, so you know we out here, it's a family affair, man. Can't forget about that. Okay, okay, so you're a community advocate. You're, from what the last conversation we had, I know that you told me that you um, became the president of the NAACP for your community. You're from uh, K- uh, Kentucky, right? Right, I'm from Paris, Kentucky. Okay. Um, small town, USA. Um, I started a community activist because I was not always a positive influence in my community. So um, I found myself in a little bit of trouble. I was in federal prison, and at that time, I wanted to make a positive change in my life. So I created a nonprofit organization called the Boys Movement. We wanted to use that for our community in order to be able to impact our community in a positive way. So um, when I got out in 2016, we started our uh, summer camps at the park. Me, myself, Uncle Richard, and uh, we just really uh, prided ourselves on making sure everything was free. You know, when I was younger, I wasn't able to do a lot of things because we didn't have the money. Exactly. So my organization, I wanted to make sure that was one of the main things that we actually focused on. That's amazing. That's amazing. So what's the website about? You got, now you got a website going on. You tell me about some things that you got with the website, which is I think is just. Oh uh, yeah. This year we launched um, the Boys Movement Black Exchange. That's www.tvmbe. Um, and I mean, really what we wanted to do was we want to create platforms where people that's entrepreneurs, they may not know how to get a website started. They may have a product or a service that they want to present to the world. We created that platform for them. So you can go on the website, you can upload your products and services, and you can sell them on the site. We, are, we actually got... Uh, products and services on it for sale as well. Awesome. So, you know, y'all go check out the website. And can you give our guests, like, the website? Can you tell them about the uh, actual website, again, the link? Yeah, it's www.tvmbe.com. The Voyage Movement Black Exchange. Um, so, you know, like I said, one thing about our community, a lot of people, they complain about um, the dollar not circulating in our community for a long time. Okay. You know, I think they say it stays in our community for six hours. Exactly. So, before it goes out. Mm-hmm. But the only reason why it doesn't is because we have nothing for you to spend the money on. Oh, exactly. So how's, how's the dollar going to stay in our community if you don't have nothing to spend it on? So things like, you know, the Voyage Movement Black Exchange, even though it's a virtual site, it still allows the dollar to stay in our community because our community is not the brick and mortar, it's the people. So, you know, that allows the dollar to stay in the community for longer than six hours. So, with, I mean, and that's, that's definitely, like you said, correct. With all that transpiring in your life, is that how you got into the position with the president being the NAACP? How did you well, yeah, that was how crazy. did you get that role? Yeah, because that's, that's a major role. When I talk with you, 
I think you were actually just like it's just been so much going on. Let me just go back. It's been so much going on. It's beyond the book. Like you, you were just a powerful person, a person. I'm sorry. You got so much going on. So besides the book, right. you told me you became the president of the NAACP within your community. I mean, just the impact on these children. Right. The website. You're putting people on your platform, right. which is really giving back to your community. A lot of people don't believe in giving back. I'm a huge fan of giving back to your community, promoting, like you said, just your, just the children. Your, I mean, promoting your, your information out to the world so they actually can see who you are and market you, and we can market other people. Because if we don't bring our dollars together and make something happen, it's like, like you said, it's leaving our community. Right. So you, like, had so much going on. So I just want to kind of talk about yeah, you becoming, well, like, the president of the NAACP with your community. All right, well... I was already, like the Boys Movement, once we launched it, we four years, five summers in. So we have a amazing uh, influence in our community. So a lot of the community leaders, <clears throat> they reached out, they wanted to reorganize, because it was once an NAACP in my community, okay. but it kind of faded. So they reached out to me and they was like, why don't you help us reorganize and reestablish the NAACP in our community? So I was like, okay, cool. So we needed 50 members in order to be reestablished. So what we did was we all came together and we had those 50 members sign up and pay their dues. So now, in order to be a, a chapter, you have to have three officers. You have to have at least a president, a treasurer, and a secretary. So as we were doing our Zoom calls and our meetings, you know, we was asking people to step up. Who wanted to be president? Who wanted to be treasurer? Who wanted to be secretary? So um, a lot of the older people, they wanted the younger people to step up and take charge. Exactly. So somebody had nominated me as president, to be president, and then the body agreed. So that's how it came about. I didn't see it coming because I was a guy who used to be one of the neighborhood terrorists, so to speak. So to see yourself turn your life around and then be able to be acknowledged for good yes. and then to continue to grow. Because one of your things in your podcast, you say living your purpose. Yes, I So love just it. a couple of days ago, I started posting living your purpose and your blessings with service. Yes. Because they start oh, with service, you know what I mean? So that's deep. And that's one of my that's one of my belief systems, like law of attraction. Right. Law of attraction is big. It, it can happen in multiple ways. Giving back to charity, like you said, signing up to become this president because at the end of the day you're giving back to your community. Right. So like you said, you're living in your purpose. And I feel like if more of us just actually stood up to become leaders, we can really change. We can change the shift. Like, right. you know, it's, it's really, it's, it's powerful. It's happening. We got a little bit going on with the Black Lives Matter. I've been seeing a lot of people stand up and really own up to it. Leadership. You know what I'm saying? Take these positions. Take on these positions. Because that's a big, that's a huge position. That's major, dude. Like, that's huge. Yeah, my mom was like, what are you doing? You, know, you got too much going on. Like, that's, are you yeah. sure you got enough time? I'm like, I got to make time. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they appointed me the president. I'm the president. Yeah, like, you I taking mean, the ownership. What's beautiful about that, that's one of my nicknames that I had in the streets, prayers. Like, <laughs> they used to call me the ghetto president. <laughs> so then I'm the actual president. <laughs> exactly. So I've always been a president. You know what I mean? That's the only I'm not saying on no cocky stuff. I'm saying that no, yeah. true leaders, they always find themselves in them seats. Yeah. You know what I mean? We try to groom leaders as well. And we do that by demonstration. We're not telling you how to be a leader. We're going to show you. So that's a lot of what we do in our movement and our organization. Yeah. And everything I feel like on this journey, as I always say, it's a journey. It's your destiny. It, right. Like you said, you, y'all, they was calling you prayers when you was a kid, not even knowing they was already manifested out of your yeah. life. And so what happens is you, you take ownership. Eventually, it just everything just falls into purpose. Yes. So that's exactly what it is. It's about just actually walking this journey, you know, and actually taking advantage of your destiny because it was already it was it was already in the book for you. 
Right. You know, I can I, I can come when I came across you. Just the conversation we had yeah. was so like it was just real. It was just like your, the energy, your whole aura. Like we talked on the phone for like an hour and a half, two hours. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like before we even met. Like this is our first time actually meeting in person, but before we even met, we talked on the phone. So I mean, your energy was amazing. So I'm not even surprised when we, we discussed the podcast and you told me that you had something else going on and you added that to your list. And I was like, you know what? That's amazing. I know that people are, when people really walk in their journey and they really, really bring out the best in them, like you said, and just not be scared to take ownership, take leadership. Because a lot of people, they don't take advantage of roles. It's like they want to fall back. So if everybody just falling back, how are we, go, how are we going to change our community? Right. If nobody's taking ownership, nobody's taking leadership, how are we going to change our community? Right. You know, and shout then. Out, shout out to Kim, you know, my stepmother for making the connection. She played momager right there and made the connection. And what you said about taking ownership, that's why I love watching my little sister Carrington. And she did an interview with her and she continued to inspire me. You know, and that's my little sister. <laughs> but the way she goes so hard and what she's about, like, if y'all haven't watched that interview, but go back and listen to that interview, that podcast. That's my little sister, Candy Kitty, man. She's been blazing the trail, too. So I'm, you know, picking up off that energy, what she's giving me. I'm learning from her, and I'm learning really to tap into that passion. She has a passion for what she's doing. She does. So, you know, my family, we out here making moves, and I'm proud of her. I'm proud of my sister and my, and my brothers. Yeah, so I'm definitely proud. Cool. And I'm honored to actually have that platform to put you on my platform yes, you. you know i'm actually honored you're welcome i'm actually honored because it's leaders and that's what my podcast is about taking ownership being a leader walking in your journey living in your purpose so it i'm just honored to have you here now this amazing book this amazing book terry this book is dude this book is everything look at it my son you know, i had to guide him you know i had to let him know we don't need nothing flashy we just need some real sleep that's like a the book is like one of them coffee table type. You can just sit it on the coffee table. It's amazing. You know, like it's, I mean, it just, um, that's how we wanted to design it. But yeah, the book. The long graphics. Time I'm proud of that. Design. Project. How long have you been a writer? How long have you been writing? Um, you know, I used to write when I was uh, in high school. I used to write poetry. You know, I used to. I actually tried to write a book when I was in high school. It's called like Mythology or something. Something crazy. But I. The crazy thing about being a writer, I used to hate writing. Yeah. And a lot of y'all listen to this though, because a lot of your gifts, you probably shunning it right now. So when I like, I used to not even like writing my name on my papers in high school. I, I used to just scribble. But it was because it was my gift. You know, somebody was trying to choke that out for me and try to deter me from writing. But I've been writing since high school. You know, I, I write. I used to write music. I still write music. I write songs for people. So you know. Um, basically all my life I've been, I've been a writer. That's, wow, that's amazing. I uh, love it. And the name of the book, and give us a little, all right, so uh, just a little book, demonstration about it, you know, just. All right, the book is called The Sagas of the Pharaoh King's Chamber, right? So the book is set up, is, every book is going to be 10 chapters. So the sagas mean it's a continuation. So me and uh, Marcelli Cordell Coleman, when I was in federal prison, uh, we both, both of our sons, they were, uh, they were, you know, preteen, and we was locked up in prison. So what we wanted to do was we wanted to create a superhero type character to be a role model for them. And we wanted to make him look like them. And then we wanted to uh, infuse some, uh, you know, Egyptology, so to speak, just some lessons. Because uh, 
everybody knows this the cover that King Tuck Mask is famous. Spanish. A lot of people know it. They may not know what it is, but they know they see it. They've seen it before. So uh, you know, we set out to write this book. So what we did was, um, you know, um, basically it's, a, it's about a kid named Benjamin Banneke. He's 12 years old, growing up in DC. His, his shout father, out to DC. Yeah, shout out to DC. You know, what's up, Slim? To all my DC guys. But look, uh, his father gifts him with the first computer ever made in the solar power. I don't give you all of it. I give you all a setup. So it's a solar power computer. So he has to go and put it in the window to actually um, for it to work. So when he comes back after about an hour or two, the, the computer's blinking. What ends up happening is this computer is a portal to the 18th dynasty of the King Tut chain. So what he ends up doing is get sucked into the King, uh, the 18th dynasty. He goes into the King's chamber and he finds the mask. Now he thinks it's a Halloween mask. And when he puts it on, he morphs it to this pharaoh and he has to pass the seven levels of the Egyptian mystery schools, which are rooted in uh, morals in order to become the pharaoh. So, you know, it's just a little small brief wow, explanation wow. about the book. Describe a little bit more about the character in the book. Was he inspired from just, for example, yourself? Was he inspired from a, a childhood friend? Like, you know how sometimes right. people, when they write, it's usually the character is kind of like a, a um, you know, it's, it's, they kind of like have somebody in mind when they write the characters, what I'm saying. Yeah. So is the character in your book, was it, how did you come up with this character? Like, how did you? Well, all, the name's the only purpose thing we structured the character around, Benjamin Banneker. And if a lot of y'all don't know your black history, mm. go and uh, Google Benjamin Banneker. He's a great architect. He designed Washington, D.C., whether or not they give him credit for it or not. That's the truth, right? So we wanted to give him, a, you know, give him a name where people, if they actually looked it up, they know it's symbolic and it has significance. So um, Benjamin, you know, what we actually did when we wrote the book, like Cordell, he started it off. So he wrote a couple pages. When he was get right his block, he would pass the book over to me and I would read what he wrote and I will pick up. So the book happened so organically that we just passed it back and forth. So it was no, all right, we're gonna create this character and this is his uh, personality. He just wrote it. And then when I started, I would write more, and then we would just go back and forth, and that's how the book was birthed. That's why it's not called uh, written by, it's called created by. Like, we put created by us, because it was created, it was a creation. Like, we just went back and forth over the course of about two months, and the book, you know, was done. And that's how you know when, when something is actually for you, it's for you. It wasn't, you know, you got some people that's writers, I mean, they plan to be a writer their whole life. Right. And they actually study this, take classes for it, and never publish a book. Right. Never even, it never even leaves it off the shelves, you know, off their computer, shall I say. They never right. publish a book. And this was something that you had no, you had no vision to even write a book. Exactly. And it just, it just like fell in your lap, you know. So, to all the viewers out here, that's just one of the things I tell people, like, the reason why we share our stories on this platform is to let people know anything is possible. Anything is possible, and the thing is, when you connect with the right people in your circle, right. the right people in your circle can produce amazing results. Like it's it's that connection. You you yeah, understand what I'm saying? I agree. And one thing I'm gonna say about that too is, until I took ownership of just learning how to do it myself and not worrying, because this book wouldn't even be published right now if I was waiting on some people. Because I, I was waiting on some people to actually help me publish the book. When I stopped waiting on them people and I said, look, I'm going to get online, I'm going to learn how to publish the book, I'm, I'm going to get my son to do the cover, I'm going to find out how to get a barcode, I'm going to find out how to get an ISBN, I'm going to find me an editor, 
that's how I materialized in the flesh. But had it not, had I not took ownership of that, and that's, and I'm gonna tell y'all like this too. A lot of us are not achieving our goals and our dreams because we're waiting on somebody else. Speak it. Quit waiting on people. Do it yourself. Speak it. Or you will never achieve your goal because you're waiting on someone else to help you achieve your mission, your goal, your dream. It's yours. You gotta do it. And I, I'm only saying that because I'm passionate about that because I, I realized in the last 90 days. When I took ownership of myself and stopped blaming people, like, well, you're supposed to do this for me, you're supposed to do that for me, this is why it didn't happen, things start happening. Mm -hmm. So anybody out there that got dreams, goals, ambitions, and you feel like you're not breaking through, it's because whoever it is that you think is supposed to help you, they actually hurt you. Yeah. Who you Remove waiting on? Remove that person and do it yourself. We in the information age, ain't nothing you can't learn. You know, at the click of a, uh, a button on these computers and on your phones. Yeah, yeah. I definitely believe, like you said, I believe in clearing out that circle of negative energy. Yeah. People who, a lot of people, they don't even have their own journey. I mean, they're not even on their own, their, their, their correct path. So how do you expect them to direct your, your movie? I tell people, you wait on somebody that don't even understand where they're supposed to be in life. Yeah. So you wait on somebody that's just like, it's for what? This is your journey. This is your destiny that you're on. I tell people, like you said, take initiative, follow your dreams, believe anything is possible, and it, it definitely will happen. Right. Don't take financial advice from a broke man. Because <laughs> you're going to be broke, man. Yeah, yeah. So have you got like um, a lot of feedback on your book so far? Yeah. Um, the thing about the book, it, it kind of it throws people off. Because when we wrote it, like I said, we wrote it with the kids in mind. But what I've realized and what I've noticed, and I noticed this when we was on the yard, because we had our uh, manuscript and we was letting people read it. But when older people read this book, they appreciate it because of the gems of knowledge that's in it. Like I said, seven levels of the Egyptian uh, mystery schools is rooted in virtues. So in order for Benjamin to go and pass a level, he has to overcome like courage. He has to go through some of his life to, to gain courage. And then in order for him to pass another level, he has to know exercise patience mm -hmm. and humility so when the older people read it they're like hey this is actually a good book like it ain't just no kids book it's for everybody it's for everybody so yeah that's yeah. one thing i'm proud of too the fact that we was able to make it something that's universal for everybody and i and just so far from what i kind of like skimmed through because he's going to actually give me my own copy look but that's what, it right there yeah see i got my own copy but what i skimmed through is what i've realized is like you said it's definitely for everyone but at the end of the day, that character helps build, the whole, the mask, shall I say, the mask that he has to put on helps build his character. Yeah, right. And when you read it, it's going to help build your character, That's too. exactly what I was that, thinking. Because you're going to see yourself in Benjamin or, you know, we got a few other characters in there. But when you see, you know, the way that the lessons were presented, you're going to be like, hey, maybe, you know, I need to. There's some things that hold me back. Mm -hmm. I need to display some courage in this situation in my life. So it's, it's applicable. Yeah. And you know, those, those lessons are applicable all across the board for anybody going through whatever it is they're going through. Because yeah, you got older people that, that have not took charge of their destiny because they were held back by so much. And so, like you said, this book is inspired to change everyone's life. Right. There's, no, there's no age in growth. I tell people that. There's right. no age in growth. I know people that's, that's, that's late 40s, 50, just opening up their first business. So there's no age in growth. But how you take advantage of it and how you start it is to build character. It's to challenge your innermost fearful, you know what I'm saying? Whatever you fear, you gotta challenge it, like you, gotta you said. Overcome the fear. You gotta yeah. overcome it, exactly. It's so when you yeah, it's an illusion, exactly. That's what fear is, you know. So 
The book is amazing. Um, Thank you. I'm excited to have my own copy. I'm excited to have my own copy. I really am. Um, and you got a couple other things. If you want to share, put just put out here your information to the public and let people know what you got going on. The website. What's your what's your upcoming events you got going on? Like you got so much that you're dealing with right now. Just give us some like insight on what you got coming up. What's your future? Right. Um, you, you spoke earlier about Black Lives Matter and, and a lot of that stuff that people are not stepping up and things like that. And I feel like it's a very important platform to speak about the consciousness or the or the the raising of consciousness of the people right now. Everybody is conscious of what's going on, not only with our people, but just with everything that's going on around. So, you know, with us and what we're doing right now, like we actually right now, me, my main man, uh, Reddy, this right here with me out of New York, we actually going on a city to city campaign right now for unity in the community. You know what I'm saying? And you know, we just came from LA and Vegas. We in the Bay Area right now. We're going to Chicago. We're gonna be hitting all the major cities because you know, for us as a people, we gotta stop complaining about our issues. We gotta start taking accountability and responsibility. Like long out of days of all, we understand some of the oppression that's going on. We're not knocking none of that, but ain't nothing we can't overcome as a people. We a great people. Like, look around at the stuff we built. Look at, around at the stuff, the our true contributions to the world. Nobody can deny, you know, the things that we've given to the world. Yeah. So we got to get back to that. You know what I mean? It starts with understanding who you are as a person, understanding who you are as a people. As and, a people, you know, as a Like whole. they say, love is a mother of virtue, so we got to start loving each other more. And, you know, I want to um, just, just talk about the education part, because for us, all y'all out here, if you don't really know about yourself, you don't got no uh, no true sense of black history, I'm going to give y'all one one plug. Y'all go check out a series called Hidden Colors. It's a five-part series. I've checked that out, yeah. If y'all have not watched Hidden Colors as a black man, a woman, a child, then it's a lot of information that you're not going to be privy to about yourself. And I would almost go out and say, you don't even know yourself yet. So go get Hidden Colors, all five uh, volumes of that. You know, look within yourself. Understand, you know, you know who you are as a person. Start learning who you are. Do yourself checks every day. Do yourself analysis. You know what I mean? That's what I would want to say as far as that, because that's what we're building on now. You know, we're building our communities. You know what I mean? Right now, uh, in my community, we actually putting our own money into our community to rebuild our community. So I bought a, piece, a few pieces of land. We're going to put a black-owned grocery store. You know, we're going to do a community garden. We're going to put a vocational school there. And we're going to put a healthcare center there. All of our neighborhoods should have this in their neighborhood. But that goes back to one of our initiatives, the $1 initiative for our, uh, the Voice Movement 2020 Vision for Black America. We're trying to get all our people to use group economics in order to rebuild our communities. You know what I mean? So those are the things we're doing. We're putting our money where our mouth is first, and we're going to rebuild our my community as, like, the, the model city. And then we're going to come to a hood near you and build a good community. So if you had any advice that you can give our viewers as far as, you got a lot of people, like you said, a lot of people have these thoughts. They think about it. They want to really make change in their community. They really want to, but they have no clue how to do it. They don't know how to start. Of course, like you said, first you got to definitely make that decision to know that it's within you. You just got to come forward. But, like, you got a lot going on. How did you, how did you, what kind of advice could you give to the people that are trying to start, this generation that's just trying to start changing their community? What, what, would you, what would you encourage them to do? Like, how could they just actually just start or just take that initiative to even, just, you know, start in their community? Just, just, yeah. It just starts small. Change starts small. I don't have to be a huge, you know, 
major change, but change starts in your community, something small, right. you know, and you definitely so, accomplished that. Right. Well, you, you know, like you said, community. Community is two words, common unit. Love it. You find the people that have, you got something common in, y'all unify around those things. And if it's only you, then you push out on your own. Because one man can change the world, and you can definitely change your neighborhood. But first, you got to have a made-up mind. Okay. And you got to be a righteous individual. Like, you got to be striving to be a better person. Like, you can't have money as your motivation or thing. You got to just have the fact that you want to, you know, what they say, peace on earth, goodwill to men. Yes. You got to just have a, a righteous cause. You know, and you got to be, you know, striving to be better. So once you do your self-analysis, you figure out, okay, man, this is what I need to do for myself and my community. Because your community can just be your family. You know, you don't have to be a whole neighborhood. Your community can be just this one little kid. You know what I mean? That that's in your neighborhood that you know lost a father or a mother or don't have anybody. You take the money your wing. So you start there. Start small. Like you said, start with one kid, two kids. Or start with one adult, two adults, whoever it is that you feel like you can, uh, your message relates to. And then you, you have an impact. And, you know, be thankful for those small, you know, impacts that you have. Like, because I may influence a thousand, you only influence a ten. Those ten are probably more important than my thousand. See what I'm saying? So don't think that, you know, less is less. Less could be more. Less could be more. I think that's powerful. That's powerful. That message is, I hope everyone who is listening or tuning in, take these words, sit down with yourself, and really honestly help change your community. We need it. This is definitely the time to get out here and to really focus on us coming together as in unity. You know, Black Lives Matter shouldn't have it. It shouldn't be a point to where we have to get to this point. You know what I'm saying? That shouldn't have been the focus point for us right. to get here to make things change. But sometimes things have to go there. But that shouldn't have been our focus point. You know, this whole like, the Black Lives Matter, we should have been changed in our community. But, you know, it's like when you really look up and you see exactly how or where, we at, where we're at in life, it opens your eyes. It makes you feel like, I need to be doing more. I need to be giving back more. You know, what can I do? Like you said, definitely starting is the first thing, making up your mind and having that mindset. Because like you said, a lot of people, they're in that mindset and it's in this, things don't change your money. Money don't change it. Money don't make it happen. It starts within your mind. Because I've seen millions of people get out here and make change. And these people I know, they work in a basic job. I know some people that's working at the local YMCA that's out here giving back to their community, helping you know, and, and, and making a change. Just It just right. starts with the little. But I, like you said, just changing your surroundings, changing your mindset. That's a powerful message. I'm excited to have you on this platform. I'm excited. Can you share with them your website again so people can go to the website and tell us how they can purchase the book as well? Yeah. Will it be for sale? You know, right. The book is, the e-book is on all platforms. I mean, Amazon, it's on Barnes and Noble, it's on all platforms, but the hard copy you can get on the website is www.tvmve, that's the Voyage Movement Black Exchange.com. Y'all can get the book on the site, y'all can get our, our t-shirts, we're all in the same game t-shirts. As other people have products on there, I know a sister just uploaded uh, Eating Best, she got a clothing on there, my little cousin got prayer usual hats on there, my sister got, uh, it's, it's product on there, man, so there's people up there uploading, uh, they're not on there yet, but there's people up there, up, they upload their products and services, and I, I hope that you're one of them people. Go on the site, look at it, upload your product, and, you know, make you some money. You know what that's called? It's called a platform. Yes. It's called a platform. That's when you're making change in your, in your community, and you actually put people on your platform. You're not selfish, you're making change, and you're giving back to your community, so I'm, I'm, I'm honored to have you. I, I, I'm just thank you, you, thank you. So you guys, you can check us out. I'm on 
12, 13 different platforms from Spotify to Apple, Google, uh, iTunes. You can check us out um, on the, just on any of those pretty much live podcast sites and whatnot. I'm excited. Again, I'm your host, Shakoma. Got my special guest, Terry. Want to say goodnight to everyone in the building, and we thank you for coming out. We thank you for listening. We just thank you. Yes. Peace and love to the family.